0: Good morning and welcome to Get Up With God. It's great to see you this morning. Hope you're having a great day. Grab a Bible, grab a notepad. Today, we're going to be discussing what it means to be renewed and redeemed. I promise you, this is going to be a powerful, powerful devotional this morning. Get your Bible and take some notes this morning. I've got six of them for you right here at 6 a.m. live in the morning. Be sure to share this. Hit the like button. If you haven't already, subscribe. We're on our journey to 1,000 subscribers here on YouTube over the past two weeks, we have got gained over 120 subscribers on our channel, just from posting content and different things. Thanks for people sharing and everything that you guys do. I don't want to get too carried away with that, but thank you guys for subscribing and everybody that supports the show, but let's continue to build our page to a thousand subscribers so we can reach more and more people and continue doing what we're doing. But today, again, like I said, we'll be discussing the meaning, what it means to be redeemed, and renewed. So get ready. We're going to get into this point. Number one, as always, we're going to start right off the top. God paid for you to award you. I want that to sink into your brain for a second. God paid for you to award you. He didn't pay for it for any other reason, but to set you free because he loves you. God's grace, God's mercy was bestowed upon you. He was, he has, I mean, there's so much that's been given to you and me through the sacrifice of Jesus, what happened on the cross of Calvary and our sins being blotted out. But think about it this way. God paid for you to award you for a gift for you because he loves you. He cares about you. There is a truth to the fact that God wants you for himself. He loves you as his children. But it's not a selfish motive where it's just for him. He wanted to set you free. Let that sink in for a second. That really hit me. That's why I put it as the first point so we could kick off the rest of these other points. Is that God's redeeming, renewing power that happened on the cross of Calvary through Jesus Christ. Thank you for that power, Lord. That strong, mighty power that set us free was done to gift us with freedom. That's what he did that for us. That's why he did that for us, was to gift us the ability to be free from the bondage of sin, slavery, and the potential result of after our life of hell. I wrote this down with a smiley face next to it. This seems fixed. It seems like the game is fixed. It seems like life is fixed for us. And the truth and the reality of it is, it is. The game of life, your meaning, your purpose is fixed. And when I say that, I don't mean it's it's narrow and it can't change. I'm saying God rigged the rules for us in our favor. I mean, when he created this earth, he knew that he could have the I mean, his power. He knew what was going to happen before anything else happened. And, And the system has been been fixed in our favor. Thank God. And all we have to do, the only thing that we have to do, the only obligation that you and I have to do is receive it and walk in it. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in point number three, but all we have to do is receive that and walk in it, but it's fixed in a good way for our favor. Now that's a blessing. That's a lot. And I'll say this in the times that we're in right now. Um, I know we're live in the morning, we're doing a devotional, but I'll tell you the times that we're in, depending on when you're watching this, I know a lot of people go back in later times and watch the show, but even still, if you're watching at any time within 2023, we're at war. Uh, Israel talking, we as Christians, Israel is at war with the uh, with the uh, you could say the Ishmael world, Isaac against Ishmael. And Israel is at war now with these other Middle Eastern uh, countries that are trying to take over their land. They don't like Israel because the favor of God on their life. They don't want to to relinquish the blessing that God has for Abraham, Isaac and his children, his generation. And they want it for themselves. But the problem is Ishmael forsook that promise that has been cast off of that. Those people even back to Jacob and Esau, there has been a birthright that's been assigned to the children of God. That's me and you. And we have a promise from heaven that the game is fixed in our favor. And people don't like that, but you can be a part of it. It's not that it's separate for people. Some people can receive, some people can't receive. That's not true at all. Everybody, the Bible says that every person can receive from the gift because, listen, if the if the wages of sin is death, the return or of the investment of sin is death, then why wouldn't every person be able to receive life if every person receives the same consequence of death? When they sin, it's available to every person. Jesus didn't just die for the Jews. Jesus didn't just die for Western America. Jesus died for every single person. The Bible says God gave of his son so that everyone could be saved. He loved the world, not just a, a section of the world. God loved the whole world so that we could be saved. And he gave his son for that reason. So number one, God paid the price and he already paid it in full so that he could award you, so that you could be blessed. Point number two. Point number two is the renewing or cleansing came after the price was already paid. This is powerful. I've got three scriptures that we're going to go through, so hang tight. If you can travel with me through the scriptures, I've already got mine marked off, but we've got three scriptures we're going to go to. But point number two is the renewing or cleansing came after the price was already paid. Think about that for a second. The renewing or cleansing came after the price was already paid. So the, we've been cleansed, we've been renewed, and the price was already paid before we were ever renewed. All we have to do now is receive of the gift that was paid for us to be cleansed and renewed. You're not bound to your old sins anymore. You're not that old creature anymore. This isn't one of the scriptures that we're going to, but 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 17 says that you've been renewed. You're a brand new person in Christ. Once you've received the gift of Christ, you become brand new in Christ Jesus. Old things completely pass away. You're not the old person anymore. You have been paid and renew- You've been paid for and renewed to a new person. Listen to this and go to Titus the 3rd chapter. Titus chapter 3 Titus in the third chapter, verse four says, but when the kindness and the love of God, our savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Listen to that again in verse 5. He says that the washing and the regeneration, the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. You've been cleansed you've been renewed do you understand what that means by renewed when you become renewed it's like it's refreshed to the original state when you are renewed that that word new n-e-w is within renewed you become back you go back to an original state it's not that it's in worse condition you go back to the well what's the original state of humanity The original state of humanity is the peace and tranquility that Adam, and I'm preaching to myself right now. I want, I'm just encouraging myself. There could be, I don't even know how many people are watching right now, but I've got it. I've got it. I could go check it, but there's, I'm preaching to myself right now. I'm excited about the fact that we can experience the peace and tranquility that Adam and Eve encountered in the garden of Eden when there was no disruption when there was just a direct line connection between them and God, they walked in the garden in peace, in power, they had dominion. We have been renewed back to the state that we deserve and we were originally placed on this earth to walk in. God said he made us in his image. We're to walk in the image. We're not God. We're not little gods. We are made, though, in the image, the likeness, the resemblance of our God. And so we've been renewed back to that state. That's powerful, very powerful. We've been renewed back to that state. Second scripture, go to Matthew in the 26th chapter, Matthew chapter 26, Matthew 26, one short verse, verse 28, but powerful Matthew 26 and 28 for this is my blood. This is Jesus having the, at the last supper and he's partaking of the bread and the wine. He says, for this is my blood. Of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Now, the Greek word for remissions is Ephesus, which means to be completely released from bondage or imprisonment. Completely released from, from bondage or imprisonment. For this, my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. The the completely uh, the complete covering and removal of being paid in full, completely restored, and those have been renewed and released from bondage. You're not in bondage to sin anymore. The consequence of sin doesn't have to. It can. We're going to talk about that in point number three. It can, but it doesn't have to have the power that it once had on your life and the hold that it once had on your life. Shed light on darkness. Get rid of sin so it doesn't hold the bondage. You have the ability now to, to remove and completely de-escalate the power that sin has in your life. You can do that now because you've been empowered by the redeeming power of God, by the gift that he's given at the cross of Calvary. He Remember, he removed that sin and he completely paid the debt that came with sin for you. So you've been redeemed from that now. And now you've been renewed back to the original state, empowered to be who God's called you to be. And there's so much that comes with that. Now, final scripture for for point number two is Colossians 3. Or I I think I'm in Colossians Colossians 1, rather. Colossians 1, verse 21. He said, and you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. See, you were... Once an enemy of God because of wicked works. When you're, when you're born into this world it's the most purest you'll ever be. You know, sin, evil, those things are learned things. If you people who say that you're born into sin and you'll always be a sinner from the time you're born, they don't recognize who Jesus is. That's can't that can't be true because Jesus, the Bible says, never sinned. He lived pure, sinless and blameless life. So if you're born into sin when, you, when you're when you born, and you are a sinner the moment you're born, then Jesus is a, a, a eliminated from the equation. I don't even like saying that. I can't even say that phrase, Jesus being eliminated from the equation. He's not. Jesus' blood cleanses us because of how pure it is. Jesus's power cleanses us and gives us ability because of how clean and what he did while he walked on the earth. He didn't walk in sin. So, to say that you're born into sin and you're a sinner when you're born, no, sin is a learned trait. You learn to be evil. If you put a child in a bubble and never let him encounter anybody, but give him a Bible and a pen and a piece of paper, there is no way, there's no way without, if he just encounters God, well, he can't grow and learn anyway because you need the fivefold ministry to grow. But my point is, you can't encounter, without encountering sin, you can't be a sinner. Sin is a learned trait. So back to verse 21. And you, once you were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death, reconciled, brought us back, made us right before God to present you holy, present you holy because he was holy. You can be holy because he was blameless. Now you can be blameless because you are or I'm sorry, because he was blameless, now you can be blameless. Because of his perfection, you can be made perfect now. Not that you are perfect. You can be made perfect into his likeness, to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Verse 23, if indeed you continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven. So you've been bought, paid for, renewed, restored because of his power and his ability. Now point number three. Listen to this. Point number three. There's a big if in this verse. There's a big if. Not once saved, always saved. There's no such thing as that. I want to make this clear so you understand the the responsibility that you and I have that plays into this because it can be mistranslated or it can be miscommunicated that there's an ability to just walk in this for eternity without you having any participation in it or, or take it a step further make it more dramatic than that. You just doing whatever you want to do and still being authorized to have all the things that Jesus paid for you to have. It doesn't work that way. You can't have two of both worlds. Uh, Dr. Mark Barclay, he says that you are a, a, you are a, um, a, uh, Oh, I just lost the the term that I was going to tell you. Um, you're a um, help me Jesus. You're a, a double agent. You you play in the world and you play in uh, you play in heaven a little bit. You you double dip a little bit. You go can't have both worlds. Can't have both things. You can't be a double agent. Experience both things. I'm going to prove to you that this one scripture. But there's multiple. But this one scripture proves to you that. Uh, that if you do these following things, not once you're saved, you're always saved indefinitely. So turn to verse 23 of Colossians 1, 23. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope, so now you understand, you can be moved away from this hope. If you can be moved away from the hope, that means you can stay on the hope. If there's an ability for you to stay, then there's an ability for you to move. If there's an ability for you to continue, he said, if you continue in the faith, not you'll always just continue in the faith because of what Jesus did. He said, if you'll experience these things redeemed, he said, you're now reconciled. You're holy, you're blameless, if indeed you continue in these things. So I've told you, if you can do it one way, there's always an opposite way that you can operate. If you continue, then you'll operate in this blessing and all the things that Jesus did for you. But if you don't, what happens? Well, the obvious consequences that Jesus paid to pay off in full now are back into your responsibility. Point number four, point number four. You've been redeemed. You're completely paid in full. Now, this was this is powerful for me. I want you to understand something. This was doing this study really helped me understand some of these things. Well, Dylan, you didn't understand what redeemed when? Of course I did. I understand the work that Jesus did for me. I understand and I received the work that he did on the cross of Calvary. But understanding what a, a particular piece of it is to the extent that it's supposed to be understood— Meaning I've got some revelation on this now and I'm gonna to hope to convey it to you. When I thought of that word redeemed, I thought of it as like you've been paid for, now you're in obligation to. So like pardon the the vernacular or the term, but I thought of it as like a slave. I was I was in in obligated to slavery now. Not that, you know, not like a a whip and a, you know, I'm being told what to do and and beaten up and not respected. No, I'm not talking about that type of treatment. I'm talking about I was I, I had the mentality that, well, I've been redeemed. I've been paid for. Now I've got obligation to do that. And there's an extent. There's an element of that within the walk. Paul talks about that throughout the New Testament about his obligation to Christ. But I want to help you understand when when Paul even references this in the Greek, his meaning of this word redeemed means completely free to choose. (laughs) Now you understand the power that's been placed upon you by the work that Jesus did. Now you have the ability, you have been paid for, meaning now it's completely optional to you. There's a freeness to your life. You have, you, have, you have freedom of choice now. It's almost like there's been given a democracy. But once you commit to one side, it's not a democracy anymore. Once you commit to God, that's not a democracy. But here's what that redeeming means. you Everything that you owed is now paid for. It's not your obligation anymore. You don't have to pay it. There's a man. I want to give you another point number five. There's a man. If you watch the movie The Patriot, there's a man named Peter Salem that's um, represented in the movie. If if you haven't seen the movie The Patriot, it's a dynamic movie, very detailed in the battles that happened in um, the late 1700s, early 1800s. But I want to give you an example of someone that was in this movie. There was an example of this man, and he was a a slave bought by a man that came to America. And the guy worked for the guy and all these different things. Well, the guy wanted to enlist that owned the slave at the time that owned the slave wanted to enlist in the military and he was too old to enlist. So he enlisted the, he enlisted the, uh, the, uh, the slave, the guy that he had, his name was Peter Salem. And he enlisted him to fight on his behalf. And what at that time, if you study this man, Peter Salem, where the Patriot got it wrong a little bit was that Peter Salem actually went and fought for his right to be freed. And then he, you know, continued fighting, But the reality of when I once I read this biography about this guy, Peter Salem, the reality was his his owners at the time. I'm not condoning any of that. That's that was wrong to do. But at the time when they they owned this slave, they paid for him in full, paid off his debt and said, you're free and we want you to fight. But either way, whether you fight or you're not, we're paying off your responsibility as a slave. You could do that and they paid off his obligation to them to be a slave for them. And he sent them, and And he chose, watch this now, Peter Salem took it upon his uh, himself now to enlist in the American militia, the, the colonies that were fighting against the British to have a free land. Peter Salem chose for himself to fight the cause that the militia was fighting against the British because he believed in America. Now, he was freed to fight. He was free to not fight. He was freed from slavery and this is what redeemed means. God knew he was paying off your debt. And now he's given you the choice to choose him or not. You once you now now once you deny him, you're placed back into slavery unfortunately. Not by his choice, but by you saying, "Hey, I don't want to fight. I'm choosing now to put my hands back in" The, the the cuffs of slavery that once were on me, I'm choosing to go back to this slavery and this bondage. The debt that I once owed, I'm willing to take it back on. Even though it's already been paid, I'm willing to re uh, restock the debt that I once owed. How foolish, how stupid could you be to go back and return? The Bible calls it like return, a dog returning back to its vomit because all a dog thinks about is what stuff tastes like. Oh, I just want to eat. I just want to have food. I don't care what it is. I'm going to eat it. That's the that's the mentality of a unredeemed, not redeemed, uh, broken-minded, backtracking person. God's made you to be higher than that. He's called you to more than that. He didn't call you to go back and just live within your means and live within your fleshly desires. He called you to a higher level to put those things off and gave you the power to 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 suppress those feelings and suppress those ideas so that you could walk in the fullness of what He's called you to walk into. Finally, point number six, point number six, choose God. I challenge you today, choose God. You've been freed, you've been redeemed, you've been paid in full. The debt that you owed, that you should be responsible for, that I should be responsible for, you are now freed from that obligation. I challenge you to choose God. Don't choose your own life. In choosing your, yourself, you choose a God over the God of the universe. You choose gods that are smaller than the God of the universe, Jehovah Jireh. You, you choose smaller gods to serve when you choose yourself because you want to appease your flesh. You want to appease what you feel, what you think, what you want for yourself instead of choosing God, the greater one. Choose God today. Make a choice that I choose God. I've been paid for, bought, paid in full, and I have a choice now. I choose God. I continually choose God every single day. That's powerful. That's a good point. Maybe write that down. Every day, choose God. I decide and I make a decision to every day choose God. Hope this helped you this morning. This was six points at 6 a.m. As always, be sure to subscribe on the channel. Share this with somebody and let someone know about the great, study that we do each morning so that they can stay consistent in the word and i'll see you on the next broadcast bright and early and i appreciate everybody that joins in the morning love you so much i'll talk to you soon bye bye.